Welcome to The Thing About Health Coaching, the podcast from Your Coach Health, where we discuss advancements in health and wellness coaching, trends to watch, and the growing body of research. This episode was generated from conversations that occurred at our Global Health and Wellbeing Coaching Symposium in November of 22, with a focus on demystifying health coaching and digital health, healthcare, and beyond. Please note that the industry is rapidly changing, so some of the information discussed may be already outdated. For the latest news in health coaching, be sure to follow along with us and check out our latest health coaching report at yourcoach.health. Welcome to our third annual Global Health and Wellness Coaching Symposium. I'm Marina Berkovich. I'm the founder and CEO of Your Coach. And I am so excited to bring you the annual symposium. I'm even more excited to be kicking it off with this session. It's a Thrivers in a Thriving Industry. And joining us, I have none other than, than JJ Virgin, who is a triple board certified nutrition expert and fitness hall of famer, and a passionate advocate of eating and exercising smarter. Uh, JJ is a prominent TV media personality and speaker. She's the author of New York Times bestsellers, including her latest book, Warrior Mom, Seven Secrets to Bold, Brave Resilience, which shows caregivers everywhere how to be strong, positive leaders for their families. JJ hosts the popular Ask the Health Coach podcast. And between all that, because she has so much time on her hands, JJ is also a business coach and founded the premier health entrepreneur event and community, the Mindshare Summit. JJ, welcome. So happy to have you here with us. Thrilled to be here, especially with the awesome Dr. Sandy Scheinbaum. <laughs> My buddy. Dr. Sandy Scheinbaum is the founder and CEO of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, a collaboration with the Institute of Functional Medicine. Dr. Sandy is a leader in the field of health coaching education. She is an educator and licensed clinical psychologist for over 35 years and was a pioneer in blending functional medicine principles with positive psychology, cognitive behavior therapy, and mind-body medicine. Dr. Sandy, welcome. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. So excited to talk about this subject. I'm so happy to have you both here. We were also supposed to have Cynthia Garcia, founder of ITN. And unfortunately, Cynthia could, Cynthia could not be here with us today. So we're just going to pick up the slack. I have these beautiful uh, ladies who are wearing this gorgeous blue color today. You know, We I didn't wish... talk before. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I got the memo. And uh, but let, let's get started. So I know there was a lot in the intro, but intro is just that. So I would love to hear from you what I did not say. So maybe JJ, let's start with you. Um, what's behind the words? What's behind the lines? Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? I think we were all talking offline. It's like how long we've been doing this. And, you know, I started out in the dance exercise world when I was in my teens. I've literally been doing this now over 40 years. And what's been really fun, and I know we're going to get into this, is just kind of seeing how this has all unfolded. Because literally, when I first started, there weren't health clubs. There was aerobicize and jazzercise and, you know, leg warmers, which is a trend I'm glad is done. Um, however, I did rock them back in the day. But, you know, you look at where we've come from, you know, doing these jazzercise classes to having full-blown health clubs to having, you know, if you were going into the world of nutrition, you either were a dietitian or there really was nowhere for you to be, to now having a place where you can be a nutrition expert, you can be a health coach, you can be a life coach, you can be, a, you know, there's just so many great things out there. So it's been fun to just 
be at the beginning of all of this and watching all of this unfold. And I'd say the things that I love the most that I've um, been able to do over the years is I've really just responded to what I've been seeing out in the world. Like the my first um, New York Times bestseller came out of teaching doctors how to put testing in their practices and seeing a food sensitivity test results and realizing that we probably didn't even need to do the test to have the results we were getting and that became the virgin diet so it's it's been really fun to just be in this industry be learning and then just be kind of trying out different ideas and seeing what lands i love that and uh leg warmers are coming back so are they yeah they are i think we need to bring like jazzercise back along with it holy so, i actually bought a pair the other day Oh boy. See, okay. Well, I stand. Candy rocking them. You know, it's coming back. It wasn't a costume party thing. No, it was not. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh no. boy. I love Hello. it. Next time, that's what we're wearing. Next time, I will get the memo. We're all wearing leg warmers. Um, Sandy, why don't you tell us uh, what's behind the intro? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Well, my story is long because I'm pretty old and I grew up in that era where you had some choices as a woman, you, a teacher, a nurse, a secretary. I chose to be a teacher, had a career in special education, but I was always interested in stress, which didn't have really a name back then. We're talking about in the early 70s. And I started thinking, wow, these parents raising kids with special needs, they're really stressed. Teachers are stressed. I started giving workshops, which eventually led to an interest in becoming a psychologist and started doing mind-body medicine. It didn't have a name then. I actually got kicked out of doctor's offices when I was talking to them about referring patients. And said, like, shame on you. There's That's no so evidence. Good. That, yeah, I know, there's <laughs> no evidence <laughs> that what are you talking about? Mindfulness and meditation and relaxation techniques. How is this going to help my cardiology patients? And he held up the New England Journal of Medicine. He said, okay, see here, when there's studies here, then I'll refer people to you. Well, long story short, there are tons of studies, including <laughs> the New England Journal, and everyone's talking about breath work. We didn't call it work back then, and meditation and the power of the mind. So I was always interested in mind-body medicine as a psychologist. And at the time I trained, which was also in humanistic psychotherapy, which is client-centered work, that is where coaching came from. And I was fortunate to be involved with some people who were my mentors who were starting what they called mid-career development institutes. We didn't talk about coaching then, but it was the idea that how do we help people who don't have a mental disorder? They don't have a diagnosis. And yet they want to focus on having a better quality life, looking at different career choices. And so executive or life coaching really developed then. And then health coaching was a spinoff from that. So uh, it's been wonderful to see that evolution and also to be able to help to define the field because there's a lot of misinterpretations of what coaching is. So so the to see where we've evolved has just been so rewarding and so gratifying uh, where the field has come and where it's going. And I'm just happy to be a part of that. Hey, Sandy, I got kicked out of doctor's offices, too, for bringing them nutrition. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can... So I'm like right there with you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and what are the doctors doing now? Are you are you both getting phone calls from the same doctor's offices? <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I remember way back when 
you know, we couldn't talk about, like I would come in and bring them, you know, the nutrition protocols and supplements. And it was like, you know, we can't do this and there's no studies and blah, blah, blah. But then I went, remember going to a cardiovascular meeting at, and um, they asked in the audience how many doctors were taking supplements and everybody's hands went up. And then they asked how many were recommending them and everybody's hands went down. <laughs> and so, you know, I think it always has to start first with your own belief. And then when the evidence just becomes too, too loud, you start to bring it out to your patients because you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. What happened uh, in my experience was they, their patients, so I was starting to see people in the community and they were thriving. And then they would go back to that doctor or his partners to believe it was his younger partners who then started referring to me because their patients would say, I'm feeling great. And I'm doing this breathing and relaxation. And I'm um, really, I'm moving more during the day. And so they, the doctors would start referring to, they would say, I don't know, there's this lady and how she's doing something called biofeedback. I don't know what it is, but my patients are getting better. And so I think I'll refer. But the most successful experience I had was to help them personally, which mm -hmm. we still recommend for coaching. So I was on staff at a local hospital and I took over the doctor's lounge one morning and I brought in my biofeedback equipment and said, oh, do you want to try this in between having your donut and coffee in the morning? <laughs> and, um, and they were all super stressed as evidenced by what they were seeing on this computer, but it was evidence like, oh, you mean that's, you know, I can't, when I, we had these dual respiration belts and they could see, oh, they're not breathing at all, or they're totally chest breathers. And so then they became interested and they started seeing me for their own personal work. And that so, was really helpful. That is, that's <laughs> always the case, isn't it? Like, um, I, I was working with a doctor in Century City who had massive adrenal exhaustion, super stressed. And his wife was a professor in the medical school at USC. And she goes, there is no such thing as adrenal exhaustion. He's just burnt out. <laughs> and I went, all right, we can call it whatever we want to call it. You know? But, you know, once you figure, figure it out for someone, they see it for themselves, it makes the big shift. And I think it's the same in health coaching. Like, how can you, how can you really teach something that you don't live yourself and don't experience yourself, right? That's a medical term, term for it, right? Burnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've established that you've both been around this industry for a very long time. And I mean, can't tell by looking at you, but you have. Um, you're forward thinkers, you're change agents, you see the big picture. And what has changed in the industry from going to the doctor's offices, from being kicked out? What has changed to now? Has anything changed at all? Do you see a difference? Uh, Sandy, maybe we'll start with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah respect the industry the profession it is a profession now yes. it's gone from when health coaches first came on the scene they were considered like having a hobby it was something that maybe you would do in your spare time and but you were not taken seriously and the schools that taught coaching weren't taken seriously because there were no standards so thanks to the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching, which started about 2012, they started developing standards. And that really took the industry very far. So that now this is a profession. It's a medical profession as evidenced by the fact that there's a taxonomy code. And that is paving the way for insurance reimbursement. We have provisional codes. The National Board of Medical Examiners got involved. So these are great steps forward. There's also been lots of research. 
So we know the coaching is effective. We've always known that, but how do you show it? And that's what people want. We want the data so that we can go out and expand the field even more. So there is a growing body of research. So that has changed. And I think that we're seeing that people who, when we first started out, if you were a coach, you would have your own business, which is still great. And you can still be a coach entrepreneur and there's room for that. We've also seen the growth of hiring, whether it's medical practices, clinics, hospital systems, digital health companies, wellness, employee wellness is catching on. So, and then the AI. So the future being coaching and AI. So we've seen the, that adding to the field as well as telehealth. So I think those are some of the changes. Definitely. And, you know, but we always say around here that human eye is still greater than AI, Absolutely. right? So AI 100%. is amazing for leveling up coaches, for giving us the help that we need, right? But there's nothing like that human connection, that real coaching, that real willingness to help somebody and to guide them in their health and wellness journey. So I think that's huge. And data, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. We have our um, health coaching industry report version two. It's going to be coming out right after the symposium. Mm -hmm. And we have data from over 100 studies that we compiled that shows the efficacy of health coaching. I mean, it's true. It's a real profession, non-clinical, but a real profession that is, you know, health coach is part of that health and care team, which is absolutely amazing. Um, JJ, what have you seen? How has the industry evolved? Well, you know, when I very first started, I started in the exercise physiology route and I was always obsessed with nutrition and exercise. And so when I graduated from college, I went into exercise science. I started in biomechanics, getting my grad degree. There really was nowhere for you to do anything at that point. Everyone was working at gyms. There weren't personal trainers, there were aerobics instructors. And, um, and I remember someone wanted me to go to their house and so that's, that was how I became a personal trainer. I went to their house and I was borrowing literally these surgical tubing bands from some of my doctors. They go, here, we'll give you these, you can use these. And I had a box made for people to do step-ups on. And I was using my body weight to help resist people, right? And you look at this and go, I really look at this industry and I think it is grown out of demand, which is really an interesting thing to do. Like you look at look at Weight Watchers way back when and how successful it was. And the studies were really clear that when you had a coaching component, even if it was peer driven and they didn't have the, the tools yet, I mean, think how much more successful when people are actually trained on how to be a coach and how to create that support and accountability. But when you had coaching, everything shifted. So I look at this and I think way back when going to school, when I really had no, there was no career path for me. I just knew I really loved the science of, you know, and I loved exercise physiology and I figured I would figure it out, right? And then all my clients kept asking, asking me about nutrition. And so I thought I better, like I went into my PhD work in nutrition. There was no career path back then unless you wanted to be a dietitian work in a clinical setting in a hospital, I knew I didn't want to do that either. So it's been really exciting as I think that this whole career has evolved from two different places. Number one, people being on the internet and finding information and knowing they need the support, knowing that support actually isn't, it doesn't make sense to go and get that from their, your doctor. They're not trained on how to do this anyway, right? They're not trained on the support and accountability. And let's face it, if all you needed was the information, we would have an entirely healthy world. We have no shortage of information. 
what we need is the accountability support. It's super duper clear, but you need to have that process. So you look at it and go, this, this really evolved because it was so needed. And that's what's super interesting. You know, it started to me, I look at it and go, it really started back in the world of, if you were in, in fitness back then, you were a coach for a team. And then all of a sudden there became a fitness industry. And then the fitness industry, which was crazy when it first started, had all these, these governing bodies so that it wasn't just a free for all. I remember back way back when the crazy stuff that was happening in the gyms because no one was policing anything. And it was just like, where were these, you know, where was the training coming from? And then the same in the nutrition world. So I'm super excited about where this is going. Cause when you really look at this, this was, has been the missing link all this time. And if you think back 30 years ago, it was the clear cut success strategy of why Weight Watchers worked was the coaching and the support and the accountability. So when you look at where we are now in terms of our health with, what is it? I just saw another stat that's 95%, but I know it's at least 90% of our population is now metabolically healthy. I think it's gonna be the health coach movement that's gonna turn this all around. The health coaching revolution. <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. that's, that's what we like to call it, yeah. Uh, yeah, accountability is huge and you're absolutely right. If any, every, anybody could go on the internet and gather the information, Right, would all be a healthy nation. But also the doctors, even if they wanted to, they just don't have the time. And health coaches, that's what they're trained for. So health coach, and this is something that we talk about all the time in demystifying this profession is health coach does not replace anyone, does not replace your doctor, does not replace your therapist. It's a member of that team, right? Because we need like a tribe around us to, to build ourselves up. You know, that's something that we're going with around here. Um, yeah, so, and we're big on mission, right? So clearly both of you have a mission, you've had it when you started, you have it now. So I'm just curious, has that mission changed? What was it before and what was it now? What is it now going forward, JJ? When I very first started, my mission was to never have to go home and move in with my parents. <laughs> one. that was mission one <laughs> mission one do not have to go home after college and move back in um but seriously the first thing when i really started to learn about just the power of exercise and then the power of nutrition you know you feel like you have this big secret that can change everything and i was working with people one-on-one -on -one and i'd go in and i was going to people's houses back then so i mean i saw everything how well they slept, how their stress was, all the fam family dynamics, crazy stuff. I could do a reality show on that. Um, but what was really clear is if I could go in and help one person in the family, generally you helped everybody in that family. And I was frustrated. I was like, okay, this is, this is that going to the beach and throwing one starfish in at a time. This is, this is really a slow process. How do I help more people? And I had this thing, I kept asking, how do I help a million people get healthy? And next thing I know, literally, it's like, I want to help a million people. I'm like, that is my, my intention. I'm on Dr. Phil on his weight loss challenges for two years. And so you can pretty much go, okay, check that off. There's 13 million viewers. <laughs> and at that point, I went, well, how would you help a billion people? What would you do? The thing about health coaching is brought to you by Your Coach Health, the only operating system for behavior change powered by health coaches. We help a growing roster of industry partners stand up or augment their health coaching operations with the largest supply of validated health coaches and proprietary technology for seamless integration. We are the premier virtual home for health and wellness coaching, an ecosystem 
built to empower health coaches while expanding access to their services through our industry partnerships. To find out more, head over to yourcoach.health for your coach health on all the socials. Join us on the health coaching revolution as we strive to deliver the power of health coaching to the eight and a half billion global population by 2030. And the way you help a billion people is you help the people helping the people, right? So if, if I could help a million people, how many uh, people do I need to assist in their careers in building their career to be able to reach reach a billion? And I think right now we are probably in mind shared about 400 million by my calculations of being able to help people out there get healthier. And so that has been really my focus now is how do we help people help physicians, help health coaches, because again, there's the health coach entrepreneur, just like mm -hmm. there's the physician entrepreneur, and then there's the physician that's going to work within a hospital setting there, and there's places for everybody. But how do we help those people reach and support more people? Because that is how we change the world. And that's what I've been focused on the most now is that piece of it. So from a million, we went to a billion. The from a million, I went to a billion and, um, <laughs> You know, I, I'm going to keep it at that. I think that that'll be my, my work will be done. <laughs> I love that. Our mission is uh, by year 2030 for eight and a half billion population predicted to have access to health coaches. So we're right on that mission with you. Cool. Okay. See, now mine's done because I'm here. So. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Check it out um, the box. <laughs> uh, you did mention Mindshare. Can you share a little bit more about that? So early on in this, in this whole world, as the internet started to grow, I realized that, you know, I was repeating myself. And I thought, gosh, wouldn't it be great if, and, and I was repeating myself. So the first thing I started to do was make handouts and record things and give them to clients. And then once I did that, I thought, gosh, you know, what if I could get people into a group and have them learn that way? So that I, I kept looking at how can I get get the information out and use less of my time and make a bigger impact. So first it was just recording what I was repeating and putting it into a program and packaging it into that program. Then I started doing it as a group. Then I started adding in coaches, right, to extend myself because again, I look at I look at all of this and go, how do we extend ourselves? How do we get better support? So I brought in coaches um, way back when to do that. And I was studying how to really do this as an online business. And I was at an online business marketing event and it was, there were maybe three health people in the room. It was all of these marketing people, entrepreneurs in all different walks, but really not many health people. And there'd be like 500 people at these events. And I remember hearing that, I was like, how do I 10X this? How do I expand this business? And they said, 90% of your business should come from um, partners. And I'm like, but I can't, there, there are no partners here. They're all in other industries that don't make sense. And so I started bringing my healthcare practitioner friends to the marketing events and we'd have our own little lunches. And then we expanded to a day after the event. And then we started our own event. And then we, because that got so big, we started a mastermind within it. But what I really decided to focus on, because I think there's a lot of great clinical education out there. But what there isn't a lot of out there is how do you run a business? How do you build your brand? How do you decide you know, what you wanna focus on, what the problem you solve is, what the transformation you offer is, you know, who you wanna do that for, how you're gonna package that process, how you're gonna reach those people, 
how you're going to run a business and make sure it's profitable. You know, how do you do all of those things? So that's what we really doubled down is really building that brand and, and knowing how to um, create multiple income streams so you have some leverage because I think one of the things that broke my heart early on in this when I was working a lot with nutritionists, I was the president of an organization where literally there were all of these people who'd gone to different nutrition schools and they were working as waitresses, waiters, like they, this was their hobby business. And I go, what? we need you out there big time. Like this shouldn't be a hobby business. So how do we teach you how to create a viable business and a viable business where you actually can do the things you're teaching people to do. You're not so overworked that you're stressed, not sleeping, not eating, not exercising, right? And then how do we also teach you to build a platform that will help drive that business to you? So that's what Mindshare became, but it started out with just this, I feel alone <laughs> and I wanna do this with other people too and collaborate. And that really has become the theme of Mindshare is a rising tide lifts all boats and that we bring people together who, from the outside might look like competitors, but the reality is that no one buys one diet book. No one's gonna do one autoimmune program. They're probably going to look for multiple experts in that field and then take that information. And then we share what's working with each other because you know, with the level of health crisis we have out there, it's not like there's a scarcity of clients, right? Absolutely. And everybody's different. And I think where the magic is, it's not about copying somebody's program. It's about competition. It's about putting your own spin on it and connecting with that person who's on the other end. So even if you take something word for word that somebody else is doing, but there's no passion behind it, and you're not connecting with whoever you're delivering it to, it's not worth anything. So, I mean, I think there's so much more power and collaboration and working together to help create more happy and healthy humans, because at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. So I, I love that. Love the work that you're doing. Thank you. Um, Sandy, what about you? How has the mission changed or has it? The mission has always been from the get-go. Similarly, I want to see a health coach in every doctor's office, in every employee wellness program, uh, because they are the ones that help people change and change is hard. And when I started out and founded FMCA, so I was approaching 65. And I did not want to be retiring and playing canasta with my friends. I wanted to have this mission because I saw with having been a psychologist and focusing on things like positive psychology, people got better. And so I also knew that I could not do it alone. I had a co-founder, Elise Wagner, and IFM as our partner, because as they train the clinicians, we train the coaches to support them. But I didn't know anything about business. Literally, if someone said ROI, I probably didn't at that point, didn't even know what that was. So I found Mindshare was a member of Mastermind and got not only those essentials as far as how to play on a bigger stage, but also the support to have uh, connections and feeling like these were collaboration partners and support. And when you are launching a business, it is so important to have that community. So community is really important. And now my mission is to extend to the clinician. So we have a serious problem with physician burnout. All healthcare workers have been experiencing so much suffering. They are leaving these professions. And so whether it is teaching them the power of the coach approach 
or showing them the research that when you have a coach on your collaborative care team, everyone benefits. Less burnout has been documented. Allied staff is uh, having a better time. They're less burned out and less stressed. And the coach can play multiple roles. We think of the coach as having a one-to-one -one encounter with somebody or running groups, but they can also be the voice of the practice. They can be the concierge that is helping people. They can communicate between the doctor and the patient and make things easier for everybody. So that is my big mission and supporting research. So we currently have a randomized control trial going on because we need, we have tons of research, we need more. And so I'm passionate about that as well as being an advocate for coaches and explaining what coaching is. Most people think they still don't know what coaching is. They, oh, is that like a nutritionist? And and many people who are coaches think they need more information. Oh, should I go on and be a nutrition, get, go to a school to get a degree in nutrition as if that would help them where they really could be supported by training, mentoring to be a better coach. And right. so that, they are the most powerful person on that care team. And so helping everyone to understand that and the power of coaching. I love that. And you and Elise are doing wonderful work. And I always love connecting with the two of you to see what you're up to. And I mean, you're well on your mission to have a health coach in every doctor's office. So doing uh, doing amazing work. So love discussing the mission, love discussing where we've been. You have a magic wand. Where are we in five to 10 years? What do you think, Sandy? We have insurance. We are, we are category one insurance codes because the truth is that if uh, unless we have that, uh, then people are going to say, oh, well, insurance won't pay for it. I don't want it. And there are many successful cash-based models. And so it is not impossible. And that is a wonderful route. And there can be a route for insurance reimbursement. I think we're going to see a lot more group coaching. There are people doing wonderful work there with the explosion of, of remote monitoring. People, the there are uh, there's going to be more of that where the coaches will be the data collectors, the communicators to both patients and doctors about the meaning of that data. And I think we're going to see a continued push in employee wellness. Corporations are realizing that, you know, whether it's outright quitting, quiet quitting, uh, people are hurting and are going to need much more support. We've only seen the tip of the iceberg with long COVID and other chronic conditions that's on the rise. So having coaches, we, we, by five years, ten, we will have that evidence that when you have coaches, it's a good ROI for companies. So we will see a lot more of that in the future. Well, ROI was very well used there. So I can tell that you've been taking notes. And <laughs> I <day>. learned. <laughs> <laughs> you learned that was very well used. So I do hope that we get reimbursement way before five to 10 years. Um, I, I do hope it gets there before that. And you're right. There's so many use cases where health coaches come in, uh, remote patient monitoring, caregiver support. There's so many places where health coaches could be useful. So I would love um, to see us get there. Um, JJ, I know you think big. <laughs> so I really think that the key, when you really look at health, the key to us turning around what looks like a sinking Titanic. I mean, when you really look at uh, 
where we are with our health right now and you start to unpack all the reasons why it can be it can be very depressing however as we know the human body is super resilient and can shift it all around but what is so very clear again we have access to more information than ever we have better assessments better labs better everything than ever and we are in a worse case in our health than we've ever been before and I really believe that the people who will turn this around are the health coaches because of the support and accountability that that is the biggest thing that's going to make the difference here. And so I would love to see insurance cover this. And I just love to see people. It, it's such a part of the media and everywhere. So people just know who health coaches are when they think about, you know, their primary care and what they do first in their first line therapy. It is that everybody has their health coach, right? Just like you said, who is your, you go to the doctor, who's your primary care physician, who is your primary health coach? That it is just that big of a part of the story that they are that person making sure that you are dialed in with what's going on. Like, you know, have you, have you gotten your, your annual phys physical? Are you doing the things you need to do with your lifestyle? Are you monitoring your different trackers and making sure you're getting the sleep and everything else you need? Like all the tools and all the things we have now are nothing if we don't have the accountability and support with them. And it's really clear that while apps are fantastic, the average drop off is three weeks. So clearly you don't change your life in three weeks. You know, you just don't, you know, and that really, if someone started and had a health coach and had a health coach for the duration, like for the rest of their life, that was just there monitoring and helping them and moving them through and making sure that they're continuing to progress because you're obviously never done with this, right? That would change everything. So my belief is that the single biggest way we will change our health outcomes is through health coaching. Amazing. Totally aligned. You know, we, I, I call a, a health coach, a common thread, you know, like personally I've had four moves in the past 10 years and health systems change. My doctors change, my conditions change, but that health coach, it's a constant. It's that person who knows you, who knows where you've been, who knows where you're going, who knows what goals you have in life. Right. So mm -hmm. it's somebody that can help you all along. So I've, you know, let's think big. Let's have everybody have access to a health coach. I love that. Um, I mean, we are coming to an end. I could talk to you ladies for a very, very long time, but we have to wrap up and uh, we have thousands of viewers. We have thousands of people watching us and I always want to do a takeaway. What can we do today to make a difference? What can everybody walk away with and say, this is what I'm going to do today and this is going to spark a change? What do you think? Big ask. Andy? Yeah, well... I think that it, wherever you are, uh, if, if you are thinking that my my work is not giving me meaning and purpose and I'm dreading going to work every day, there's got to be something else, then I would say you are not alone and mm -hmm. you can have the support of a coach because a coaches, we tend to think focusing on things like food and exercise, but it's also emotional health. And so many people are struggling. So I would say to them, there's a coach that will help you to experience the sense of you're not alone and hope and change is possible. And then if you are thinking, oh, you know, I'm inspired. I want to serve. I want to be part of this movement. And we need you. We need 100,000 or more health coaches 
And so you can be part of this movement. The entry is low compared to other professions. You don't have to go to graduate school and get a degree and spend a huge amount of money for this. You can become certified and the profession, again, what we will see in five to 10 years will be health coaching that you'll come in to say, the coach will see you now. Oh, I love that. <laughs> the coach. That's great. Perfect. Now, everyone will have their health coach. You know, um, that's so good, Sandy. Here's what's really exciting about, about health coaching. And it just kind of reminds me of way back when, when, you know, the personal training industry was starting and the, uh, the fitness industry was starting and is you look at this and go, you can go in first start by having your own health coach. I really believe that the best single way you can learn anything is to always start with your own personal experience. Right. So like I started teaching aerobics because I was at an aerobics class and the teacher actually didn't show up. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you know, and like so, you know, you start doing these things because the personal experience of it. Right. But you look at this and go, someone might look at this, and go, oh, you know, I don't know if that career is big enough for me, for what I want to accomplish for my financial goals. And I look at at the industry and go, this is an unlimited industry. When you really look at what you could do here, you could go through, decide on a niche, train other people, you know, after they become health coaches in your niche, start a whole like, you know, syndicate of them. I mean, there's so many things that you can do in the health coach industry. It's, it literally reminds me of 30, 40 years ago when all the fitness industry stuff was going, there's unlimited. And what's really fun about this one is it's way bigger in terms of the opportunity. It's way bigger because of the opportunity right now of what's going on with health. It's way bigger because of the market it serves. Let's face it, the fitness industry is a very small market in, in reality. Um, this one is really broad, really huge, and literally could serve the entire world. And so, gosh, it is, it is really a very, very exciting time. So like, uh, you know, Sandy said, if you're thinking about, you know, I am not happy where I want to be in my career right now, consider this. And if you're not where you want to be in terms of your health right now, you know where to start, you know, get yourself a health coach to help you continue to move on that journey. And there, and it's not just a health coach in every doctor's office, right? It's everyone has a health coach. Yes. Everyone has access to one, right? That's that, that's our big mission. So I guess the takeaway here is do something, right? It's get off your butt, do something, do something about your, your, your own health, do something about somebody else's health, right? Just spark that change and grab somebody and get them moving and help them and help create more healthy and happy humans. We're just going to go with that. Ladies, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. I cannot wait to continue the conversation. Um, to see where we are in five years and 10 years and uh, to have even bigger missions and goals. JJ, I know we're gonna go past that billion. So I know you're saying that's, that's where you're stopping, but I think we can do better than that. All right, I will, I'll take that awesome. on. <laughs> awesome, Absolutely. Thank you so right there with you. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thank you.